Hello and hi, welcome to another Slice of Sci-Fi. I'm Summer Brooks, and with me today, my guest is director Tom Danucci, whose new film is The Collective, out from Quiver Distribution, in theaters, digital, and on demand on August 4th. And this is a quirky, crazy action film, and I have questions, so hopefully Tom will answer. Hi, Tom. Hey, how are you? First of all, the old school Miami Vice fan in my heart was uh, overjoyed and thrilled to see Don Johnson on the screen again. <laughs> oh, I love to hear that. This is my second movie with Don, and he's a real pleasure to work with. That's what I was going to ask. Well, how uh, how was it to work with him in this sort of uh, seemingly unpredictable action uh, scenario? Well, you know, it's funny. I when I first worked with Don, it was on a movie called Vault back in 2019. And I was intimidated as hell to work with him because he's Don Johnson. You know, he's one of, you know, like you said, Miami Vice. He's one of, one of the most well-known actors of, of that generation. Uh, so it was nice on this one because I had already built a rapport with him. I wasn't scared anymore. I wasn't nervous. And it was fun to just, you know, kind of get right into the work and already get that feeling out process that had happened on our last movie. We just got into it. Uh, so so we had a blast with this movie and it was cool, too, because, you know, as as much as this movie has a lot of serious factors in it, Don added a really refreshing level of comedy to some of these scenes as well, which was really nice. Yeah, there was uh, quite a bit of snark on uh, on his end. And I, uh, I appreciated that the interaction with him, uh, Lucas Till's young uh, wannabe assassin Tyrese Gibson seemed to be like an old partner of his. The the difference in the way he treated them, plus the craziness of the action, was it. I I was entertained from beginning to end. There are a couple of story points where I was like, "Wait, what just happened there?" But it, when you're talking crazy popcorn action film doesn't matter that much and this was a lot of fun so thank you for that oh i really appreciate that i'm so happy to hear you enjoyed it yeah that was definitely <laughs> one of the things we just wanted to to make a nice simple action movie that drives like a train and doesn't get bogged down or convoluted by a lot of excessive subplots you know a lot of these action movies there's always a romance involved and you know the the hero has to get the girl in the end and we wanted to take all that and just throw it out the window <laughs> so where was this filmed? Because I have some questions about some of the, the locations. This was filmed not too far from Boston. It was a, a Boston local scenario. Yeah, in, yes, in and around the Boston area. Okay, because the, the one abandoned warehouse looked really intriguing and familiar to me, and it was bugging me. It's still bugging me. I'm like, where have I seen that building before? <laughs> That is a top secret location. That we okay. Dive. But it is, it, it, no, I'm just kidding. That's just, you know, yeah, that's just an old warehouse uh, in the Massachusetts area. And, you know, I think it's uh, Mans, and you're not too far from Mansfield to be specific. Okay. Uh, I have a question about Paul ben, ben Victor's character. Is it Miro? Yes. How much of that was improvised? Because I absolutely expected the unhinged behavior, but him 
doing some sort of Sammy Davis Jr. Frank Sinatra mashup in the in the warehouse. I did not see that coming, and I couldn't stop laughing. I love that you noticed it, and that it's, you said Frank Sinatra because when I met with Paul Ben Victor, who I absolutely adore and loved working with, one of the first things that I said to him was, "Okay." You're this twisted person who sells human beings to crazy billionaires. The billionaires are the types of people that could afford to have, uh, they, they could literally have Elton John show up at a house party. They've got that much money. So to them, celebrity means nothing. They don't care about celebrities. But you, you are their celebrity because you're even sicker than they are because you run this twisted show. So when you're on stage, I want you to give them a performance. I want you to be like a member, missing member of the Rat Pack up there. Do your Frank Sinatra. And the second I said Frank Sinatra, Paul just smiled. And he said, oh, oh, I like what you're doing here. And he just got it. I really didn't have to say anything else. And then the next thing you know, it, it's like, I need a rocks glass. Get me a rocks glass. Frankie would have a rocks glass with some, some bourbon in it. And boom, we got that going. And so he quickly, he took to that like a duck to water. And I, I love that we went in that direction. Yeah, and the addition of the uh, the Sammy Davis uh, Jr. soft shoe was like, uh, he's literally in his own world. It's his world and we're just living in it. And this is crazy. And I'm, I'm just loving every minute of this wackiness. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. How long did it take to, to film all of this? Because the... The choreography of Lucas Till's fight scenes looked uh, at speed and very, very deliberate. Oh, thank you so much. You know, that was definitely something that we focused on. This was the first movie where I got to work with the stunt team and the stunt coordinator, Anthony Huang, got to work with Lucas, got to work with Tyrese ahead of time so that they had all of their fights coordinated and committed to memory so that on, when we hit the set, there's no training, there's no teaching, they already know what they're doing. And that was really exciting. Uh, we shot this whole movie in 15 days. What? Yeah, this entire movie, everything you see on the screen was shot in three five-day weeks. That, wow, how how much prep was there, like from, from uh, pre-production with the script to actually starting to shoot? Because that, that's a very short shoot window for some of the scenes that I saw that looked kind of complicated. Thank you. Yeah, you know, we, you know, we really pride ourselves on efficiency. You know, it's all about being as, as efficient as you can be. And I've learned over the years how to like, you know, in my, my earlier films, I used to waste a lot of time. And I've learned how to get right into it. And uh, as far as the prep goes, I'm a little bit of a maniac when it comes to prepping. Like the second I got the script and found out that there was even a chance that I'd be directing it, I got right into it and methodically broke down the script and getting on the phones with all my department heads. So I would say that was like a two month process where like, you know, every day I'm kind of thinking in my head and uh, really specifically planning out every single shot because the, the biggest waste of time, and I think, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to take shots at any other filmmakers, but a lot of filmmakers do their thinking on set. And to me, that's a big mistake. Your, your thinking should be way done by then. And you should just be executing your plan once you get the set. So that's something that's taken me, yeah, it's taken me all, a, a decade to figure out how to do that. But yeah, we really cleaned it up now where, you know, we can do some amazing things in 15 days. 
So how did this script come to you? And what was it about it that said, that, you know, that made you say you wanted to direct it? This script came from Richard Switzer, the producer, who's also a, a longtime collaborator of mine. You know, we, we've worked together on quite a few projects. Uh, and it was just one of those things where he's like, yeah, Tommy, I think, I think you're going to like this one, you know, because he kind of knows some of the uh, some of the things that I gravitate towards. And I just love the fact that, again, you know, not to be redundant, but like I love I love that it was just about the action. There's not all these other, you know, little subplots that really don't fulfill anything. And they don't really satisfy anything. He doesn't have, you know, again, like there's not the romantic interest that he has to say goodbye to and then return home to or save or whatever. You know, these movies have been done so many times. Sometimes you feel like you've watched the same action movie over and over again and they just change out the, the players. I just wanted to do something a, a little different on this one and just kind of focus on, like you said, you know, getting those fights to being deliberate and on point. And that's where I kind of wanted to spend my time. And that's what I loved about the script. Well, I, I enjoyed what ended up being on screen. I kind of wish for just, uh, I'm, a, I'm a little bit of a story snob. I kind of wish there was maybe five extra minutes, maybe eight extra minutes to explain a few things. But like, you know, this is a, this is a, a popcorn action movie. You're not supposed to think too hard about it. And, you know, I tried my best to turn off some of my brain, but I'm like, wait, what just happened? Hold on. Who is that? And uh, having having the action sequences be so precise. I'm going to say that word precise because there's a there's a uh, a dance and a precision to Lucas Till's movements that I enjoyed. I enjoyed seeing that uh, having. Having him find his backup team in the uh, the freed hostages or the you know the 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 freed uh, I'm going to say slaves who were about to be sold was was kind of a twist I didn't see coming. Like okay, yeah, get a little bit of you know everybody gets a little taste of revenge here. I like I like that. But was any of Tyrese's or Paul's lines uh improvised or ad-libbed or changed because there was just a playfulness uh separately for both of them that just seemed a bit yeah made up you know uh, uh, some of them were improvised but believe it or not a, a lot of that was fairly to the t in the script um but you know you can't help but especially like you said when you've got you know paul ben victor up on stage riffing like a Rat Pack member, yeah, he's going to throw you some change-ups. And sometimes those change-ups can be really, really special. Uh, so I, I always like to, I mean, listen, I didn't I didn't invent this. I think every filmmaker does this. But usually, like, the first take or two, we try to do it by the book. And then by the third take, if I feel satisfied with what I have in terms of, you know, okay, we, we said the words in the script, I'll always give the actor, I shouldn't say always, but I'll often give the actor, especially if they're an actor with the, the level of experience as Tyrese or Paul, say, hey, you know what? Surprise me. Don't even tell me what you're going to say. I just want you to give me, a, and I'll say it, just give me a variant on that line. Give me a little change up. You know, don't even tell me. Surprise me. Let me hear it. And then sometimes I'll tell them specifically, hey, say this. But a lot of times I, I love doing that. I mean, to me, that's that's the art form behind this. That's the collaborative process. Like, all right, yeah, yeah, we know what the script says, but how do you think your character would say this? 
Uh, and I think that's when sometimes, hey, sometimes it's a big swing and a miss. And sometimes you end up with the, one of the best lines in the movie. So is there anything new that you're working on or planning to work on that you can talk about yet? I wish I could be a little more specific, but I do have a couple of action movies right now that I'm actively really working hard to get made. Of course, the uh, SAG After Strike has put a little bit of a speed bump into some of the developments, but uh, you know, we're eager that things will uh, kind of get back to normal soon enough, and uh, hopefully I'll be making another action movie uh, real soon. So this would be like two or three action movies back to back to back. It's a lot of action. That is. That's a that's a lot of prep, a, a lot of uh, potential mayhem that uh, you put on film for people to enjoy. So I'm appreciative of that. Well, thank you very much. You know, I'm I'm a big fan of action figures. I collect vintage action figures that I've never really grew up. So to me, making these action movies, I literally feel like I'm a little kid playing in the backyard with my GI Joes. Only the GI Joes are now, you know, five foot ten. 185 pounds. They're human. They're adult human beings now that I get to kind of have all these scenarios play out that once were little plastic men in the backyard. So I love these movies. And, you know, to me, it's just tapping into that that little kid playing in the backyard with my toys and just only doing it with human beings. <laughs> Would you ever uh, jump into, say, uh, a mashup, a science fiction action? Oh, I would love to. I mean, you know, science fiction has always been a love of mine. So, uh, yeah, I'd love to take this show into, into outer space or into some strange land. Ah, uh, yes. Strange lands with strange creatures that that uh, that need a can of whoop-ass opened up on them. Creatures excite me. Just you saying the word creatures got me excited. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I would love to do some science fiction. Monster movies and westerns are my weak spot. What can I say? Well, Tom... Danucci, director of The Collective, thank you so, so much for your time today. Well, thank you for having me, and thank you for all the kind words on the film. Like I said, I had fun. And, you know, little minor quibbles here and there. As long as I had fun, no biggie. The movie will be out August 4th in theaters, digital and on demand from Quiver Distribution. And we'll be back with more Slices Sci-Fi right after this. Escape Pod, the free science fiction podcast brought to you by Escape Artists. I rippled a welcoming cadence of light beneath my skin, and then, seeing the newcomer was human, made my best approximation of a smile. Welcome to Helixer Transgalactic Lounge. Each week, one story told well. She should have never come back to this God's forsaken junk heap of a space station. But she couldn't help but miss it when she was away for too long. From the most astonishing and visionary storytellers of the genre. But because time is a trick of the mind, it can be hacked. And we have gotten good at it. We had to. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on the web at escapepod.org. And on Patreon under EA Podcasts. Hey guys, this is Arjun Gupta from Sci-Fi's The Magician. You are listening to Slice of Sci-Fi.
once again, the movie is The Collective from Quiver Distribution. It is a quirky, fast-moving action flick. It's not going to blow the doors off of anything, but the silly factor, it's there. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Paul Ben Victor steals every scene he is in. I don't know. I, I really enjoyed the, the, the banter between Don Johnson's character and Tyrese Gibson's character. Ruby Rose didn't have enough to do. And Lucas Till, I'm still, the, the, the verdict is still out for me. He was very good. His movements were precise. His, his, you know, he hit the marks on everything, but he still looked too young to be doing what he was doing. He was supposed to be a former assistant district attorney or uh, a lawyer who was working in a district attorney's office, I'm supposing in Boston. No, it wouldn't have been in Boston. He had to travel to Boston. So a former district attorney, an associate lawyer, decides he's sick of seeing the bad guys get away with being bad guys and goes and joins an elite team of uh, hitmen. And he looks too young to have 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 done all that. They still have Tyrese Gibson cracking jokes, so that's still on point. But it it's fun. It it was entertaining. I didn't get bored. I didn't roll my eyes too much. I think there wasn't enough sass. There wasn't enough sassiness from the cannon fodder guys. There should have been. But this is a fast movie. I think it's like 88 minutes, including credits. Uh, and yes, I watched all the way to the end to see if there'd be like a an end sequence. There isn't one. But, you know, for a fast budget, you know, I'd watch this again. Uh, two o'clock in the morning on Tubi, I would. And not just because of Don Johnson. <laughs> uh, and how about you? What do you look forward to in your low-budget action thriller features? Let me know. Call in, leave a voicemail message. The number is 602-635-6976 or shoot me an email, summer at sliceofsci-fi.com. You can also come by the website, sliceofsci-fi.com and leave a comment in the discussion section for this episode. And you can still hit me up on Twitter at sliceofsci-fi. You can listen to Slice of Sci-Fi on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Player FM, iHeartRadio. And if you're listening on Apple or following on Podchaser, please leave us a review or a rating. Let folks know you are enjoying the show and maybe they should check it out for themselves. You can head on over to YouTube. I'm slowly putting some more content over there. We've got... Uh, the guys doing movie reviews every now and then for the for the larger movies 
and we still have movie reviews and TV reviews on the website, so check those out. And if you'd like to see more video content or any live streamed content, let me know. I'm working on some new stuff, thinking about building a Discord community because you know, I live on Twitter. Twitter is the only social media I have for any of these podcasts. And uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if it's going to last another year or what. So, Discord, where we can post all the bonus stuff, uh, including some of the stuff uh, that gets posted to Patreon. Videos, live streamed content, uh, giveaways. That's the idea. Let me know what your thoughts are on that. And uh, for everyone currently supporting everything in the Slice of Sci-Fi universe, including SliceofSciFi.com, BabylonPodcast.com, WritersAfterDark.com, I thank you. Your support means everything because your pledges through Patreon, your donations through PayPal, all of that helps keep all of the stuff online. Helps pay for the hosting, helps pay for the media hosting, everything. So thank you all who are continuing to support everything here. If you enjoy what you're hearing and you'd like to add your support, the main place to go right now is patreon.com slash slice of sci-fi. You can pick a tier, any tier, and that will make you eligible for perks. Uh, Every month I pick an email address out of the hat and that person gets to choose from Uh, books, DVDs, Blu-rays, 4Ks, uh, review materials that I have been sent, and I don't have the space to keep all of it. So all of you, friends of the show, supporters of the show, patrons, all sorts of levels of supporters, you guys get first dibs at some really cool stuff. For instance, I have a 4K remaster of Star Trek The Motion Picture here, and I'm not sure if that's going to be a perk giveaway or a broader giveaway. We'll see. Still still thinking about that one. If committing to a monthly pledge isn't uh, on your plate right now, but you would still like to support... The link to use is paypal.me slash sci-fi summer. You can head on over there and donate every now and then as your heart desires. Or you can head on over to sliceofsci-fi.net. That is our curated shop where you can purchase items that have been covered either here on Slice of Sci-Fi or, uh, well, with the new Babylon 5 stuff coming out, there'll be goodies over there too. And Writers After Dark, books, movies, TV shows, uh, off-the-wall stuff that you may not have heard of or you may have forgotten about that we really enjoy over here. So buying stuff through that, all of that over at SliceOfSciFi.net is affiliate-linked. So purchases through that also help support our efforts here. 
And uh, that'll do it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with more Slice of Sci-Fi next time. Take care. Mm-hmm.